Well, our next guest is one of the greats of the game. 133 test matches, 171 day internationals, 15 test centuries, captained his country as well. And if you look at some of the, the big moments, there are a lot of big moments in Shane Warne's career, but when Shane Warne took his hat-trick, Alex Stewart was at the other end bravely battling on with a broken thumb, I believe. Uh, he was obviously in the change rooms for the gadding ball. Uh, there's the incident where Shane Warne went down to Silence Bay 13. Alec was captain of England at the time and uh, when things got nice and rowdy. Uh, and he's been there for the majority of those Ashes series with the exception of the last two that, that Shane Warne played. Uh, Alec, it's a pleasure to, to speak to you. It, it always is. And thanks for joining us. No, pleasure to be with you, but obviously very sad circumstances. But now, as you say, Warney, I played against him a lot. He got me out a lot. Um, you know, I can call him a, a cricketing mate uh, and someone I had massive respect for. Um, it's just very, very sad, sad news. And obviously with the loss of Rod Marsh as well, um, I've said all along, it's not just Australian cricket that are going to miss these two greats, um, but the game of cricket um, is going to miss these two wonderful people. Uh, when when we bring up Shane Warne uh, and, and you hear his name, is there a memory that immediately comes straight to your head? Is there one place you go to, whether it's one battle, one game, one moment? Uh, probably the flipper he did me with first time I played against him in Brisbane. In, yeah. Remember that? Nine, three, four, I think the tour was. Um, we'd played against, or not played against him, he'd bowled us to us in the nets on my first Ashes trip in uh, 90... 1991, he was probably at the academy then in Adelaide, and he, and he, he bowled leg spin uh, out the back there uh, in the nets to us as a, well, a net bowler, effectively. But already people were telling us, watch out for this fella, he, he spins it big, uh, he's a prospect. Um, and then, say, a couple of years later, I've cut him for four. Next ball, I went to pull him for four. Everyone thought I was going to cut it, I actually went to pull him. Um, and it's one of the few times I've been done for pace. Um, but to be done by, for pace by a, a leg spoon is pretty ordinary. Um, but thankfully, he went on to get <laughs> 700 plus wickets, uh, which I think I succumbed, is it 14 times? But if you ask me one moment, it would be that time. You know, I hadn't seen a flipper before, uh, as I proved in the way I tried to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, the big highlight he has is the first ball to Mike Gadding. And obviously, I'm assuming you were sitting back watching and is it the sort of thing you go, you sort of, as you say, you knew him beforehand a little bit. Did it kind of surprise you at all? Because obviously it surprised Mike, but is it the sort of thing you go, that, yeah, that it's not surprising. That's what sort of came out the first ball evolved that day. Yeah, listen, it's at the time it was, well, I think I'll have to check, but I think I walked out the bat after Gap was out. I think, I could be wrong, um, but if it was, if I wasn't, if I didn't follow Gap in, uh, then I was the next wicket down after that, I believe. But no, the more you see it, the more you think, geez, how would you play that? Even if you knew that ball, how that ball was going to behave, you knew that, it'd be interesting to see how you'd still try and play it. Because the amount of drift he got, of, it started probably on the line of what, middle? Then it's drifted to a foot outside leg. And then it's knocked uh, the off bail off. Um, watching Heels, who'd kept to him before, Ian Healy, he didn't know he was going to do as much as that either. Uh, but he's just listening. It was the making of him. You know, I watched um, the, the Amazon Prime documentary or whatever you wish to call it on Shane. Um, and watching and listening to him, you know, he, he was a wizard. You know, that, 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 that is the thing. 
um, when people say to me who would have, who was the best cricketer I played against, uh, and I've always said it, I said Brian Lara and Shane Warne um, because they were both geniuses. You know, one with the bat, one with the ball, but they won games single-handedly, near enough for their team, and they had that. You know, we, we will never lose. Whatever the situation, if I'm in the team, I'll ensure that my team gets over the line. And he instilled that. Uh, obviously, he played in a fantastic Australian side. But again, listening to the tributes since, you know, his fellow Australians have all said similar, that he would not give in until it was all over. But for various reasons, he obviously never got the chance to captain Australia at test level, but he did briefly captain the one-day side when Steve Waugh was out. And I believe it was against you and, and Sri Lanka during that tour. I guess, what was he like as a captain? And do you feel that he would have been a very good test captain? Yeah, again, you know, without wishing to repeat what other people have said, but, you know, I've, I've always said he would have been a brilliant test match captain, um, but for his... We can use the word alleged off-field activities that perhaps Cricket Australia were frightened of. Um, but he just, he was ahead of the game. You know, he almost was two overs ahead of the game. He'd never played catch-up. You know, I just our captain that triangular series. And at times he had three and four slips in um, for the new ball. Well, in white ball cricket, if you had two slips, you were probably attacking. He had four. You know, and he just said, no, let's get early wickets. You know, we're going to bowl you out. Yep, it's white ball cricket, but if we can take 10 wickets pretty quick, I reckon we'll win the game. Um, but he always took the positive outlook. That was the thing, the attacking option. Um, and again, you listen to others who have played under him or been in and around the environment, whether he's been as a coach or a mentor or whatever, and it's always take the positive option, which is what I love. Um, anyway, um, but he could back it up as well with his own ability and also the quality of that as that Australian side he did caption or play in. Now, obviously, an Ashes tour will, goes on for a couple of months and then quite often would lead into a one-day series or something on afterwards. So you'd be in Australia for three, even leading up to four months at a time. So your paths would have crossed quite often. You'd be either at a hotel or on the ground before the matches or just training or whatever. That, was there any stage where Warney had a footy and asked you to, or called for the lead to hit you on the chest on the way past or something like that? Is it, he, he was quite well known bringing the footies with him. Yeah, no, he did. I think um, sort of going in the gym and doing perhaps what strength conditioning coaches want weren't perhaps high on his agenda or, or a list to do. Um, but no, if there was, a, a, as you say, a footy about, an Aussie rules ball about, you, you'd see the lads, you know, the Australians play. And yeah, he was at the forefront of that, where he's say bouncing a ball, kicking it, taking a mark or whatever. Um, and then talking to him, because, you know, I so say I'm a big football fan, as in English football, soccer. Um, but, but he was too, he followed it. But he's always said to me that there's no better game than, than Aussie rules. Um, and I've only seen two games live, you know, I, Spent a lot of time in Perth as a youngster playing grade cricket. And I got uh, to see West Coast Eagles play twice. And then we used to show it on TV here. But it's a harder game for me to follow on TV than it was live. Um, but no, I love the game. Uh, and think, you know, it's a highly skilled, good game. Um, but he, he obviously, and like I said, you know, for me, I, if I was going to be professional cricketer or professional footballer, I wanted to be a professional footballer. And Wardy was the same, you know, given the chance of being an AFL player or an Australian cricketer. I believe I'm right in saying that he'd rather have played AFL. What was that relationship? I mean, it, it feels like 
cricket back then, you were more likely to be friends. There'd be those beers after matches. It feels like maybe now in the ultra-professionalism, it's like, no, no, go to the gym for an hour and a half after a game and do your laps and do all of that sort of stuff. Whereas you guys might have had a bit more time to bond. Was that sort of the case? Yeah, it is. I mean, the game's obviously changed and moved forward. Um, a lot of these guys now that play with and against each other play in franchise cricket. So mm-hmm. the, the unknowns almost have gone. Whereas when we first started playing, you would go in perhaps at the end of a day's play during a test match. Um, the, the batting side would go into the fielding side. Then after, then that turned into at the end of a test match. Then it turned into the end of a series. Um, it was almost as though now we don't want the opposition to get to know us. Whereas ours completely the other way. And because Australia at the time were, you know, the lead side in the world, I'm saying to our players, look, get to know them. They are only human, human beings. Yeah, they're good. But if you break down that almost aura that perhaps they carried as a team and you got to know the individuals and actually understood that, you know, they're not always 10 out of 10 cricketers or they don't always get get a hundred or a five, but break it down. Cause I think that would give us an advantage instead of holding them up on a pedestal, you still respect them, but actually get to know them. And that, and that was what I tried to do. Um, Warney being one of them because, you know, he's very generous with his time. Obviously I'm, I was older than, or I'm older than Warney. Um, but it was good just to, to talk and break down yeah, world-class best leg spinner ever. Um, but also, you know, he, he's a good bloke. You know, that was the thing. Once you understood he was a good bloke on the field. Yeah. All bets are off. You're at war, but then off it, you're allowed to be mates. Yeah. I was about to go into that bit. You're talking, getting to know the opposition and to, knowing well off the field, but then getting onto the field. Is there any little exchanges that you can remember where either you're keeping and he was batting or he was bowling to you? Or any little comment you sort of go, just sticks in your mind and go, oh, yep, that was that was what, what it was like between us? Um, I, he wasn't shy of a word, but I guess I wasn't either. Mm. Um, but because he, as I say, he always had the better of us um, throughout my, when I play seven Ashes series, which he'd have played in uh, six of them. Um but yeah, he'd climb into or test out the new new players. And if I was at the non-strikers end, then I'd, I'd obviously try and protect that debutant or a younger player um, by su- suggesting Warney concentrate on your bowling mate. Um, you can talk to him after, you know, off the field. Um, but then you know that's just general sort of banter and that. But he played it tough. But he, he was good. You know, he would try and get into people's heads. Um, you know, whether it's Daryl Cullen and stories, which are, are pretty famous and that type of thing. But that was part of the battle. Um, and I've always said, look, it, it was it was pure theatre when he was there. You know, at the end of his run up or walk up, I should say, not really a run up, but his four pace walk up to the stumps. You know, the way he'd flick the ball up in his hands at the end of the mark, he might move a fielder literally five centimetres and then move him back five centimetres and where he originally, it was all part of his act. But where he had it over most people, he could then back it up in how he's going to deliver that ball. His, uh, his control, his accuracy, his know-how was, was second to none. And that's why he's been a great at the game. A two-part one from me is, is my last one. I guess one on Warren and then one general one. On, on Shane, I mean, now obviously you were a star, so you had a few weapons up your sleeve. But if someone came to you now who was a new cricketer and said, oh, Alec, what was it? If you could describe to me what it was like to actually face Shane Warren, what, what was it about? What were you trying to watch? How were you trying to do it? I guess that's the first part of the question. And the second one is, 
we spoke about 98, 99. Have you spoken to Arjuna Ranatunga since? Because that's one of my favourite moments, that little exchange <laughs> behind the stuffs at the Adelaide Oval. <laughs> well, we'll deal with the first one first. So, warning, he, he was tough, you know. So, I've read, I've come to think 14 times, but he had, he, he had mystery. You could pick, you know, his wrongen actually was easier to pick than, say, Mushtaks of Pakistan. But because, because he drifted the ball so much, he, he would drift it because the amount of spin he put on, he'd get a lot of in-drift uh, and then spin it big. And that flipper until his shoulder was, you know, I, I struggle to pick it, which if you watch any highlights, I'll I, I prove um, <laughs> that I definitely struggle to pick it. Um, but he bowled very few bad balls. You know, that was the thing. So as a batter, you want to impose yourself on the opposition and put the attack back on onto the bowler. Um, but he... His accuracy was was second to none. You know, Murali obviously has end up with more wickets, but Shane Bourne, you know, is a is a better bowler. Um, yeah, Murali say may have more wickets, but Warney mastered the hardest start in leg spin. Um, and if I had my time again, I'd look to attack him more. Uh, whereas I probably, or as an English group, we went into our shells too much, try to survive against him instead of trying to put him on the back foot by, um, as I say, looking to get after him, which is what England did in 2005. Um, and that proved successful, Kevin Peterson and others. Um, but we we probably didn't have the confidence, or as a group, we weren't confident enough to play a slightly higher risk form of, of cricket against Warney. Uh, and that was our, our fault, so we take responsibility for that, while still saying, you know, Warney um, had the better of us, sadly. Uh, and as for... Ranatunga, yeah, since I packed in, I've spoken to him and we get on well. But he was the only bloke who got under my skin um, when I played against him. And what happened in Adelaide, um, yeah, that, that was, uh, it was good. And, it, and it's, we've had some other times as well where perhaps the stunt mics weren't on. But yeah, <laughs> it, uh, that was, it was, a and I meant it, you know, I was going to call him something else, but I thought, no, I can't actually use that word. Um, so it ended up being country captain, I think. Um, but So take your pick what I may have been saying to him. Uh, but yeah, he, and, and again, credit him because he was. He was only, you know, I had no problems with words on the field, but it was the way he went about things. Um, I felt was wrong, um, but he was also doing it right by, by Sri Lanka. Um, but yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't on my Christmas card list, um, but since, packed in he is now and he's a decent bloke by the way now he's packed in but at the time yeah I wouldn't mind I'd have run him over and probably reversed back over him as well if I had the opportunity now <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in Darren's intro he mentioned the MCG um, incident with Bay 13 going crazy in that night I, I could actually I was there that night I was I was sitting that, just up you, above to golf balls on I'm sure I've seen you before <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I was sitting up just above Bay 13, down probably about two bays, I reckon. And it, 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 we're sitting above it, sort of going, Yeah, this is you're, ridiculous. What you were in the box, what did in an exact box on a freebie, were you? No, no. <laughs> um, what did you actually say to him? And did he sort of had a look on his face of, What do you want me to do? Um, no, what, what did he say? But no, my, my thing. The last thing you want is a game to be cancelled or abandoned because mm. of cricket behaviour. You know, we had it once here against Pakistan when their fans just kept running on the field and it, it wasn't safe for our players um, and that got abandoned. 
Uh, whereas this time, listen, I, I love playing in Australia and I love playing at Sydney and love playing at the MCG. Uh, and it was a nip one, quite a full house, but not far off it. Um, and it got rowdy, which is fine. But when beer bottles or the stubbies came on and then golf balls started coming on, you have to do things of, of player safety and to make a point. So we brought everyone within the 30 metre circle just to get away from, I forget, it might be Mark Elam, I think, down there or Alan Mullally down at Fine Leg, third man. Um, and the police weren't stopping it. So I thought, well, there's only one bloke probably in, in Australia, but certainly in Melbourne, um, it was the king himself. So I thought, right, come on, Borny, you're not just a fine bowler, but now I'm going to show, just see how good you really are. Um, so signal that leg spin, uh, bring him out. And he said, what do you want? I said, down to you. <laughs> people, they love you. Um, and it was potluck, you know, he went down, he put the helmet on, did a bit of uh, armour <laughs> and whatever else. We went down there, I just kept quiet, um, knowing that I wouldn't get hit with anything. If I'm stood close to Wally, they're not throwing anything at me in case they their accuracy is not great and it hits the king. Um, <laughs> he literally just went, settle down, boys or girls, just settle down. Uh, they did, and they started chanting Warney, and then the rest is history. We carried on. <laughs> well, Alec, um, as I always said, you're my favourite uh, non-Australian combatant over the journey. I love the way you went about it, like the likes of yourself and, and Darren Goff in particular from, from that era. So thanks for sharing those stories. And um, yeah, you, you're a, a wonderful part of a lot of those key moments as well. And um, yeah, a pleasure to get the chance to speak to you again. No, nice to speak with the same. Pretty sad, very sad circumstances. But no, as, as I said at the start there, not just Australia, but the cricketing world has lost, you know, one of the all-time greats. Um, and say condolences to the family and friends and everyone that knew him.